that bot will never, never not plague my nightmare. Hi, everyone. That is the first time I've ever heard it, and it honestly made me jump a little bit. Yeah, no, the Craig bot is a disaster. Anyway, um, hey, everyone. Welcome to We Stop Keeping Count episode <laughs> podcast. Um, this is going to be kind of our answer, because we've been doing one-on-one interviews with the main characters. So this is kind of the answer to Caleb been up to during this couple of and so to help me answer that we have awesome guests i'm going to go in the chat just introduce yourself what you do and who you're playing so just for example i'm b i run the podcast and i'm going to be playing Caleb. like that that reason so reef you're up first all right i'm alexandra um also known as reef shark 54 and i'm playing carl a dragonborn bard cool uh, next up is Sparks. Okay, uh, hello, I'm Sparks. I go by Satori um, on most uh, platforms. I'm playing Eloise, a half-elf sorcerer. Perfect, and Stellar. Um, I'm Stellar, and I would be playing Manolo. Yes, perfect. Okay. Uh, so we're going to open... The summer months in Timshul have kind of come and passed. And as we hit the start of people start going back to work from their breaks. Uh, the hustle and bustle of the town starts picking up as the harvest begins. And for the young folk in Timshul, horrible reality. Oh. <laughs> um, is absolutely uh, not a vent in my shape or form. Um, but for some people in Timshul, uh, young spellcasters, the classes that they take are a bit different. Um, working with different people who know wizardry since the fall of the Grand Arcanum 50 years ago, uh, the classes have been less rigorous and more so getting you a head start and kind of letting you go out into the world very early into it. Um, Prince Caleb himself usually has to class because that many wizards or sorcerers in Timshul, honestly. Um, most folk are just uh, So, as we hit the first day of a uh, young class for up-and-coming spellcasters, Caleb, through biting anxiety, <laughs> has commandeered a small little ha- hut towards the end of one of the neighborhoods small buildings that has been turned into a makeshift classroom i sent you all the map earlier there's bag chairs uh cute little rugs windows bookcase cubby toy box in a because caleb just doesn't expect what he's getting so cutting inside caleb counting the books making sure everything's right and his little pseudo dragon familiar Ernest perches on his shoulder. This pseudo dragon kind of flicks at the ponytail Calum has to annoy him. Calum shoes him off and opens the door. Welcome to your first day, new. Uh... And what does he see in front of him? <laughs> um, before him uh, stands a. Relatively tall for her age, 16-year-old uh, half-elf. Uh, she has long, 
kind of flowing uh, reddish fiery hair that fades to a yellow and her dress and um, uh, her whole attire really mimics that whole color scheme. She has uh, bright green kind of nervous looking eyes. She keeps fiddling with um, her gloves, her white gloves, and her hat is actually so comically large that you can't even see all of it through the doorway. I love and she's it. I love kind it. of just standing there staring at him. Caleb gives her a wave and just goes, aren't you a little for a intro to magic course? I get that a lot. She oh, starts to fidget a bit more. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, here, come on, take a seat. I'll happily help you. I just pardon the <clears throat> maybe in poor taste decorations now. Because <laughs> there's just like a lot Rowan probably helped him make little designs. They're just like little kids, you know. <laughs> you know, you know the no, in-school no, banners. No, it's alright. I think it's adorable, honestly. Oh, well then this will work out great. Uh, just find a seat, either at one of the desks or the beanbag chairs. Those are comfy. Uh, whatever suits you. I don't, I'm, this is first day. It'll be super cash. Super casual. Okay, just, just helping you. Question. Room. Question. Yeah. How tall is the doorway? Hmm. It is. See, okay, I need to, logistically speaking, there are like a lot of bigger races in Timshul, you know? There are mm-hmm. adult half-orcs and goliaths in the Arctic what, setting because they're cool with that. Mm-hmm. So most of the buildings are probably built with that in mind. Oh, okay. So, so like... It I'm is, also, like, a kid, so I probably wouldn't have to duck. But I just think yeah, it'd be you're, funny you're, if I did. Yeah, you're still a young dragonborn. But I could see you being maybe, like... You know, like, you could probably jump up and touch them if you jump, you know? Yeah, okay. You know, the... That's that's kind of how I'm imagining. If you like took a running jump to it, you could hit the top of the doorway and just kind of, you know. In that's the background it. of all of this, um, Eloise walks over to one of the desks and kind of looks at it for like a small millisecond before realizing the desk is a little too small for her and just kind of casually walks over to a beanbag and awkwardly tries to cross her legs when she sits down and completely <laughs> fails. <laughs> You just hear, like, uh, bag noises as, like, her legs keep moving it up and down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess that leads right in. Uh, Reef, wh- who does he see next? Like, walking um, in right behind Eloise. Carl walks in, um, and he, he looks at the desks immediately. He looks at the chairs. He immediately knows he's not going to fit on the chairs. So he, he looks around to make sure he's in the right classroom. Mm-hmm. Caleb just goes like, oh, hi, uh, I'm sorry, I should have. <clears throat> he walks out I... the door, checks the classroom number, and then comes back in. <laughs> hi. Yeah, this is, this is intro to the arcane. Oh, excellent. I, at first I thought it was the wrong room. Would you but like to describe right a little bit of how Carl looks, physically speaking? Um, he is wearing his back-to-school, or his new school outfit, um, which is... I guess basically what he's wearing in the picture, which is a colorful vest and some colorful fantasy jorts. I love that. I and, love him. And he's a golden dragonborn, yeah? He's a golden dragonborn, um, and yeah. 
perfect. That's that's perfect. Yeah, I think the comedy of him being this big, well, you know, still young, but still dragonborn, even for their age, are pretty big. Yeah, he's <clears> just like, a real big boy with jorts. He's with good jorts, yeah. Good he jorts, them, man. He cut them himself. Anyway, <clears throat> he, he, he went through all the steps. <laughs> Listed mm-hmm. out by the, the Grand Wizard, Brian. <laughs> no, no blood involved. <laughs> no blood involved in the jorts. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so as Carl takes an awkward beanbag seat, uh, Calum, like kind of peeks around, and at the very end, like when he's about to close the door, uh, probably running up a little late, uh, Stellar, would you like to describe Manolo? All right, so this boy just kicks the door and just says, <laughs> not knowing that Caleb was there, and just says, <clears throat> sorry, um, hola putos. Takes a little Eloise bit. majorly jumps when the door is kicked open and lets out a little, Caleb, <laughs> yeah. like, you just see, you just hear like, I wonder who's still ah! <laughs> <laughs> And um so Manolo looks at the room and he's like the fuck is this? <laughs> may I ask a question? Yes, you may. Did the door get kicked into Caleb's face? Absolutely. Good. Uh... <laughs> Have you seen Caleb's pointy nose? <laughs> yeah, not uh... Am I Carl, It's amazing Carl... his nose isn't crooked. <laughs> Carl like, yells, I like cast healing word, but doesn't actually cast the spell because, like, he just says, I cast healing word. Calum just, like, puts a, a thumbs up, out, like, from behind the door. It's like, good job. <laughs> Wait, do oh, I even have you. healing word? Yes, I do. Eloise lets out a small golf clap for Carl out of pure politeness. <laughs> as, like, so... as the door swings back, eventually, Calum, like, un-2Ds for a moment, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Pops back in animation-wise and just shakes it off a little. Like, hi, man. Um, he looks at Caleb like, oh, hey, bud. Didn't see you there. Clearly. <laughs> so You um, probably didn't see him because you kicked the door in his face. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what's this? What is all this, my friend? This is... Aren't you here for the magic class, Manola? Yeah, not a daycare. (laughs) Just a little bit of Caleb's sanity is lost at that moment. (laughs) In that moment, Eloise kind of panics and starts muttering to herself like, Oh god, am I in the wrong place? Is this a magic daycare? (laughs) His eye twitches a little. He's like, no, this is the right. This is the class. Manolo, I just usually in years past, the groups were just a bit younger, and so I tried to be prepared. In a few weeks, I'll have things the level you guys are at, I promise. <laughs> Sounds good. But in the meantime, uh, <laughs> just gotta grin and bear it. He just takes a seat as Manolo is given time to. Caleb does point out that Manolo, please leave your guns in the cubby. Guns? What if there's an emergency? 
Leave your guns in the cubby, Manolo. Carl, Carl Caleb, <laughs> do I need to put my recorder in the cubby too? No, you're going to use that for casting your spell. Oh, cool. Is my hat too big? Should I put my hat in the cubby? Do you want no, it your hat? in the cubby. <laughs> I, the I like my hat like, on my head. The coat racks are for little kids. True. Yeah, no, Caitlin's just like... I don't think my hat would fit any of those. Yeah, probably Neither not. No, you can keep it on your head if it's comfortable for you. Uh, uh, it's a comfortable place, and I want you guys to get to kind of feel at peace here. I'm trying to build a positive space. Okay, he, Manolo, he points you to one of the beanbag chairs. He just goes ahead and sits on one, like a grumpy boy. And as Caleb takes a seat on, like, probably big old looking chairs, you know. So, everyone, welcome to Intro to the Arcane, a young adult, apparently, course for beginning magic. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's just, like, looking through. I uh okay. First of all, maybe you guys would like to introduce yourself to your classmates. You know, uh, oh. I'll, I'll go first. I'm Caleb. I'm an hi, Caleb. Hi, Caleb. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> he just has like flashbacks to his first adventure, uh, <laughs> but he's like. This is Adventurers Anonymous. Yeah, I, I'm an elf, and I like mint chocolate chip ice cream. So, you guys can go on ahead. Uh, just your name, uh, maybe what kind of magic you and like one fun fact about you. Eloise kind of anxiously looks around to see who's going first, because it's definitely not going to be her. Um... Carl, like, just, like, looks around and then realizes nobody else is talking and then just says, Hi, everyone. I'm Carl. Um, Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. My mom wanted to me to be a fighter, but I'm a bard, so I- I'm going to be a bard. And I have this recorder, and that's my arcane focus. And my favorite ice cream. I like all the ice creams. <laughs> I like your recorder. Thank you. Uh, it, it's, I can do magic with it. Ooh. Ooh. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Carl. Uh, who'd like to go next? I guess I'll go. <clears throat> so, my name is Manolo Gabriel Joaquin Alejandro Carizales. But you can just call me Manolo. Hi, Manolo. Hi, Manolo. Yeah, I like guns. I think that That's was all. evident. <laughs> oh. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mm. I think ice cream melts around him. In... Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Have what you ever tasted it before, too? though? Like melted ice cream? No, not really. What do you have for dessert, Manolo? 
you know, sweetbread. Oh, maybe one day you we can, can bring some in. We can try it. Oh yeah, my mom makes the best. That Perfect. would be nice. Yeah, like a like a like an extra snack. Yeah, okay. Lastly, um Oh yes that's uh, you, Elise. Yeah, I guess it's my turn now. Um hello, my name is Eloise. Um hi, I want Eloise. to learn more. Oh uh, hi, hi Eloise. I, I want to learn more about fire. Um and I really like mint chocolate chip ice cream. <gasps> it's my favorite too. Yay. I, yay. Um and, and and that's all. Perfect. See, you guys are already starting to get to know each other. So, uh let me just quickly uh, go over what I what I think we're going to do this year. We're going to like talk about you know, arcane focuses, getting familiars, things like that. Uh, he just kind of pauses a bit and just turns to you all and just says, So, uh, in doing so, all of you guys are going to learn how to hone your magic a bit more by the end of the semester. So that's, that's, that's good. Yay. Hooray. Sounds he's, good. He's so, is there anything doozy. you guys already want to like know? There, so like a spell you've been, you think you have, and are itching to hone. Just, just I can play hot cross buns on the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Uh, Eloise is really interesting in just anything involving fire, pretty much. She also really is enamored by the spell dancing lights. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Carl, start. Carl, are you actually going to play? Do Do I need to roll to play hot cross buns? <laughs> no, I was just asking because, like, I had, I had a goofy idea. All right. Yeah, so, I'll play hot cross buns. You play roll hot for cross buns. buns, and your your focus does go off, though you're not trying to cast a spell. You know, you're trying to yeah. play on it. And okay, Carl magically poof yourself 60 feet closer to the front. Closer where? Like, you poof yourself from your seat like right to the front of the class. Eloise golf claps again. Caitlin just goes, Oh, look at that! That was really good! Carl just has this look of shock on his face because he didn't know he could do that. What spell were you using? Hot cross buns? <laughs> is that a spell? I want to learn hot cross buns. Okay, so you put your fingers on um, I on you these notes. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't have a recorder though. Um. Mm. I um. Can I cast a cantrip? Can I cast minor illusion to make it look like? Um. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally fine. Now you have an illusory recorder. Ooh. I wonder if it works like a real one. Uh, Louise, as you, like, touch this recorder, like, this illusory recorder, it, like, it, you kind of, like, it kind of goes through your hands a bit, but you still, like, act like it's there. I can do it in spirit. 
<laughs> Do I need to roll to demonstrate, like, how to play it? I guess that'd be a performance thing, right? Okay, yeah. what is my... Let's see my performance. It would be your charisma, if you don't have proficiency. Oh, I have um a plus five modifier. Oh, fuck yeah, then go for it. Please roll one, please roll one, please roll one, please roll one, please no. roll one. It, it was a, I rolled a 21. What the fuck? Ooh, so, 21 plus mods? Or? Uh, no, 16 plus mods. So that's 21 uh, total. Gotcha, gotcha. Apparently all you need to do to roll well is for me to chant roll a one in the background. I guess so. It just would have been really like, funny if you would just like one. You expertly demonstrate to everyone how to play hot. And it's like the best hot trust anyone's ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Louise is inspired and like brings a huge puff of air into her lungs and goes to play a recorder forgetting that it's not real and just awkwardly kind of blows into the air and looks super disappointed afterwards. Caleb just goes like, I can, I can see about getting extra recorders if that's something you guys want to do. But no, that was really good, Carl. Good job. Thank you. I was uh, practicing it, like, on my entire walk here. And it paid off. See? Practice is a really good thing. When I was your guys' age, first spell, I learned how to do this. And he snaps his fingers, and these little, like, light appear, and start, like, dancing about. Whoa. Ooh. And Eloise, the- like, just gasps in pure joy, and she keeps just, like, following them around, and she's super happy seeing them. <laughs> And to continue a podcast tradition that a, a godly curse. The casting of Dancing Lights starts uh, from nowhere. Playing of Death by Glamour. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> so just... Eloise so, kind of jumps and then after like a good solid 20 seconds starts awkwardly papping her foot without even realizing it. Yeah. Caleb just dispels it and just goes like, so, <laughs> the fact that I am where I am shows that everyone can progress, because I am far from the best with or anything like that. So, uh, Caleb looks at his, like, notebook, just, you guys have time right now to relax, because I know new place. Hey, Caleb? How yeah, old yeah. do you think we are? How old do you think we are, Caleb? So. I, I don't want him to embarrass himself. He's just like, uh, uh, well, see, the class was made with the intention for them being mm-hmm. very young. You're a bit older than I anticipated, but I could see you guys being maybe 12, 13? I'm 13. Eloise goes into a long, elapsed silence. And I know Manolo's a bit older than that. They're just here because they have never really learned much magic. You can, like, see Manolo, like, his eye twitching and just looks very irritated. What about you, uh, Eloise? Uh, I'm a late bloomer. I'm, I'm 16. Well, that's okay. Anyone can learn any magic at any age. I just... I'm sorry, this seems really... Last year... Last year I had a bunch of younger kids. There was one named Arlen, very young bunch of I was just trying to go off but I thought okay so sorry uh, I, I, I promise like I said a few weeks we'll edit things up we'll make things a bit more prepared for everybody you know yes but, sir 
You don't need to call me, sir. You can just call him. Fine. But that... That's impolite. You're my teacher. Yeah, but like... I... I... I'm, I'm also a prince, and I let everyone call him anyway. It's just more personal. Uh, okay. If, if that's comfortable for you, of course. Uh, yeah, I'll just have to get used to it, um, Caleb. Yeah. See? Progress. <clears throat> he then just, like, set his note more time, and just kind of gives a beleaguered sign, tuss, chucks the book. <laughs> that, 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 that is of no use to me anymore. But yeah, no, let's take a little bit. Uh, Carl picks up the book, um, and reads the title. What does it say? It's like... It just says, like, lesson plans, and only, like, one page has been written, and it's, like, happy little, like, it's in Kalem's handwriting. And it's, okay, mm -hmm. first day plans. You got this, Kalem. You did it last year, and you only cried once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Elise uh, walks over to start reading it because she's curious, and when she does read it, she turns to Kalem and she says, It's okay, Kalem. I cry a lot, too. Oh, great. <laughs> and um, the rest of it continues like, they might be younger kids. That's okay. You're ready for it. Last time a younger, last time you had other kid stuff and a young kid came and really wanted some toys. So you got some toys. You're just, you're ready for anything. Anything. And it just goes like, <clears throat> first of all, icebreaker games. Ask Rowan. Then it's like, uh, basic magic studies, question mark. Free time, snacks, magic study, question mark. Is Caleb just getting more and more anxious in the background as they continuously read what his plans were? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just goes like, so, um, <clears throat> there's some there. If you want to read some books. <laughs> And you can see he's, like, dead inside now. <laughs> Eloise tries to comfort him, but it's in the same comfort as the crying comment, where she's trying really hard, but it just makes him feel much worse in the end. Yeah, she's just like, it's okay, Caleb. I'm Carl just thinking. awkwardly puts up two thumbs. <laughs> he, Caleb gives them a thumbs up back. Uh, he kind of goes like the the bookcase is right there um yeah if you guys actually want to go over there if you want i don't i'm not gonna force it but if anyone does uh how it's gonna work is to pluck out a book at random just roll a d10 and that's the one that looks like a like a demonic beyblade <laughs> did someone say beyblade oh god <laughs> can we not talk about the cartoon where moses and the Beyblade. I was shown that in I think we should talk about that cartoon with Moses and the Beyblade. I really don't want to. So yeah, <laughs> if you guys go you guys go up there just really tough. I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. So you just like randomly grab a book trying to make Caleb better. Oh, are and, we uh, rolling for something? Just or just Carl. Uh, if you want to go grab a book, you can roll a D ten. Uh, you're just rolling for a random book. Pun. Uh, sure. Hold on. You have a lovely story. Why the hell not? 
about a about a sentient uh, about a sentient plant, like really like a young half elf, and it's called the Giving Treeans. <laughs> I rolled uh, a ten. Okay, um, you have a lovely story about friendship between two amphibious friends called Grung and Bone. I love that. Eloise, yeah. like, like, slowly puts her, like, uh, like, reaches for the spine and pulls it out, and then she has a little gasp, and she's like, I loved this book. Like, when she <laughs> was little. And she sits yeah. down, and she eagerly starts reading it again. Caleb with, like, hands in his head, down, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Caleb. What about Manolo? Uh, he got an eight. He got an eight. So Manolo probably like begrudgingly snatches a book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pissed off right now. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a there's a lovely story about uh, about a a rodent folk really like sweets called if you give a mouse folk. A- B, I think I might be in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. <laughs> and you just see Caleb just like, they may not be at your reading level, but I can get better books. I have a friend who works in the library. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so, yeah, still no- fun to go back and read some nostalgic things. Meanwhile, Carl is sitting on the beanbag trying not to like just absolutely break down crying at the giving tree end. Eloise notices him almost breaking down crying and awkwardly reaches out a hand to pat him on his shoulder he he wipes away his tears and smiles she she awkwardly smiles back but you can tell that it's maybe a little forced he puts two thumbs up awkwardly and then dabs She, she she looks at the gesture that he just made, having never seen it before in her life, looks awkwardly down at her own arms, and then tries to recreate it. Can I roll for that? Roll performance to dab. This is hilarious. Okay. She got a seven. I don't... She got a seven how, for dabbing. I don't. I don't know how you can fuck that up. Uh, <laughs> she fucked it up. Okay, I think what you do is you do that thing that like that Griffin did in that one video where he just like instead of doing it once, they just flip from arm to arm to arm to arm to arm to arm to arm. Motion. Another version is that she slams her nose into the crook of her elbow so hard that she accidentally hurts herself. <laughs> oh no! She does that, like grabs her nose, and Caleb's like, "Oh, I got that! I got that!" And he just like walks it out of the classroom. He's like, "Be good while I'm gone. I'm gonna go grab some stuff from Rowan. I'll be right back." Carl gonna- says um, again, "I cast healing word, but doesn't actually like cast anything." Actually, you're, you're doing great, Carl. Roll me a d20, Carl. Oh, okay. Just, just a random d20. Just this. Alright, let me... Wait, what's my modifier? Uh, this is just flat d20. 
there's like this is this is just a story progressing one, so I'm not intending. Oh, this for anything. it was a fourteen. Okay, so here's what happens: you say I cast healing word, and like nothing happens, but you look down at your recorder, and you just kind of pick it up, and this time you say I cast healing word and play hot crust buns again, <laughs> and you do it. You do cast healing word. I'm not gonna actually have you burn any spell slots for it though because story progression purposes, I'm not going to take that from mm-hmm. you. Hot healing like... buns. Uh, <laughs> Hot healing yeah. buns. Eloise, you just feel like your nose, who, which was bleeding a few seconds ago, just like, get better. Uh, oh. Oh, good job, Carl. I didn't know I, I think it worked. That. Whoa. Well, you can. What's Manolo up to while you are just like freaking out about dabbing pain. <laughs> um, he sees this and he's like, "No, no, like this is how you do it." And he does as well. <laughs> he figure out it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. See, the only reason I, the only reason I made a little because they specifically said they'd never seen it before. So if Manolo has seen that before, I won't have you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Eloise tries again, but much lighter this time, and manages to do it like slow enough to not look great, but like like slow enough to not hurt herself at the very least. Caleb runs in with some paper towels, fantasy paper towels, and just like. <laughs> and Eloise Carl fixed it. Great. <laughs> he just like puts them in the de- on one of the desks. Cool, awesome, wow, good job, Carl. Are Are you okay? I just had to run across town. No, I'm be okay. Oh. And he just sits shouldn't in his chair and just over. Shouldn't it. you have paper towels and stuff in here? It's the first day. Cut me some black. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to sound rude. Just. <gasps> um, Manolo goes over to Caleb like, "Hey, bud, you should probably sit down." Like, he Eloise, does. Like, Eloise like puts her hands out like she wants to try and give some kind of comfort, but then awkwardly just lets them fall to her sides and kind of like shimmies out of the way for him to go sit down. He sits on like his chair and just breathes a little bit and just goes, "Okay, so Carl, you cast healing word. Good job, bud. I'm proud of you." Thanks. Thank you. You get a gold star. <laughs> he, he puts it on his vest. Yeah, he has a little star sticker on his vest. He's just like, maybe I should not have taken advice from Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of starting to feel that now. Uh, as he just kind of slips through like an actual... He just goes like, so is there any spells you guys think you know? Like Carl with healing? Nate needs some help refining? I I think I know Dancing Lights. Okay. Uh, let's see it. Oh, um, okay. And she tries to cast Dancing Lights. Okay, and that's a cantrip, yeah? What yeah, am I doing? Yeah. That's, um, let me just check something. I'm just trying to see what the spell does. Um, I'm just trying to check if you need... You know? 
No. No. <clears throat> yeah, no, you where are you putting them? You have where are you putting the light? Uh just in the middle of the classroom. Okay. So these four little torch sized lights um <clears throat> appear in range. Uh do you want them to look like torches, lanterns, or orbs? What was the last option? Orbs. Like colored orbs. Orbs. Okay. Uh what color are they? Um, they're all, uh, red, orange, yellow, and strangely, there's one that has, like, a kind of purplish tint. Okay. And so those four little orbs appear and start spinning in a circle, and while Lena's and apparently Caleb play Death by Glamour, uh, is there a song <laughs> you want your dancing lights to play as they dance? Hmm. It plays this, like, strangely calming little melodic... Uh, tune. It sounds like it would be played on uh, a kalimba. Oh, cute. So that happens, and they dance in time with the music, so it's much more slow and methodical. And Caleb's like, see? See? That's great! Um, That's most of what I can do, though. I'm sure you you can do amazing things. I think I think the thing is, Car and Eloise and Manolo, I think what you need to find is your spell focus. Like, Carl found his recorder, and now I think, Carl, how did you cast it? Did you, like, have to so, play a song? Yeah, I played, I played Hoss Carl's Buns. So, and that healed me. So what? Hot healing buns. Hot healing buns. <laughs> he actually takes a note of that and just, like, closes the window. So what I think is the case, Carl, is I think to cast your spells, you need to use your instrument. I've been trying to learn Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe different songs you learn are different spells. Different spells? Let me write this down, actually. So, yeah. Uh, as for you, Eloise, um, your magic is more innate, yeah? I like, think so. So what you need is something to channel your magic, yeah? Yes. Okay, let me see. And Caleb, I'm just going If you want an arcane focus, you're going to... He thinks about it for a second. We can make that happen for you. He says, so you're going to want a, an arcane focus. So that in out-of-game terms, an arcane focus can be a wand, a staff, a rod, a crystal, or an orb. Mm -hmm. So, Caitlin would tell you this, and I guess the question would be, like, which one would you want, Eloise? <clears throat> Eloise? Hmm. I feel like a small wand. Something that okay. wouldn't hinder her moving around or anything. Okay. So, uh, what I think would happen here is Caitlin would nod, and probably go into the back of the classroom where because this is a school for young magicians he probably expects that not everybody has a spell focus you know mm -hmm. so he looks around a little bit and within a few seconds he pulls out this little wand for you <clears throat> how little uh, is the wand why do you gotta do this to me here alright 
All because right, I'm a what? curious creature, B. You know what? I'm gonna roll. If it's low, it's it's meant for a baby. If it's like a good enough roll, then he has variety enough for different heights. Please be one. I rolled an eleven, so maybe yes! it's, a little, it's a little too small, but not much. Ah, uh, perfect. Okay, she kind of takes it in her hand, and she like haphazardly waves it around, and thankfully nothing like fizzles out of it or anything. She's kind of just getting a feel for it. Okay, so with your spell focus, uh, Eloise, you can now cast spells as normal. <clears throat> the way you normally would as a level 1 D&D character. Nice. And uh, Carl, um, mm-hmm. Caleb would work with you next, and he'd say like, so, do you think it's a different song for a different spell, or do you think it's more like you want to cast a certain spell and place something? Do you, do you know? I think... I think for game, hmm. I don't know. Both of those sound good. I think as he's learning to do magic, I think it might be different songs. Um, or he thinks it has to be different songs, but in reality, it's just whatever spell he wants to cast. He just okay. thinks it has to be different songs. Okay. So how old say this is you can cast spells like, like with Sparks. You can cast spells as normal, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but when you cast a different spell... If you want to, like, you could just say you cast it and we'll just accept that. But mm-hmm. um, if, you, if you come up with a good, like, song that would play on the recorder if, during that, then feel free to say so. Oh, okay. So what I think happens is uh, you do try playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. And uh, what other spells does Carl know? Um, I have... What are my... Let me just go to spells. Um, I have Mage Hand and Minor Illusion. Those are cantrips. Um, and then I have, um, for my first level spells, I have Charm Person, Healing Word, um, Tease Hideous Laughter, and Thunder Wave. So you can't... Okay, here's what happens. Calum has you play Mary Had a Little Lamb, and mm-hmm. as you hit uh, White as Snow, this bolt of just thunderous power pushes from your... Uh from your uh, your flute, from your recorder. And oh, it no. hits this wooden chest that's in, like, the corner of the room, and it hits the chest, pushes mm-hmm. the chest ten feet back into the wall, the chest plops out, and out of the chest comes kids' toys. <laughs> <laughs> Eloise, who had gone back to reading her book quietly as he, uh, as Calum, um went on to Carl, kind of looks up for a second and just kind of stares at the toys, not really, mm-hmm. not kind of putting together how they all got there. Um, Manila looks at him and is like, he whistles like, <laughs> like, that's nice. A lot of toys. Just to give some examples, out comes a different, like a set of jacks, you know, the little metal jacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mm-hmm. baseball oh, nice. bat and a baseball come out of there. Um, Don't let Manella tones those. <laughs> it's a surprise a... tool that can help us later. <laughs> <laughs> he goes there's, in and steals one. <laughs> there's a couple of bouncy balls that just like that have fallen out of the chest and have started like hitting the ceiling, hitting the floor, hitting the ceiling. Those little plastic ones have some fucking power. Yeah. Uh, if anyone remembers the fucking weasel balls. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> When that falls out, like, one hits the floor, and it just starts moving around the classroom. 
Is there are there any worm on strings? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Good. Uh, there's like I want Eloise to pick up a worm on a string, and just kind of be poking it like she's never seen one before. There's it's a pink one, and there's also like some different like stuffed animals. There's like some owl bear stuffies. Some uh, there's like a little griffin stuffy. Uh, oh. And this particular griffin stuffy, stuffy looks like it's meant to, like, hold something. Mm-hmm. And further inspection... Um, <laughs> would anyone, I guess... Yeah, okay. Further inspection would show, on the bookcase, there's a, there's a book titled Don't Let the Griffin Drive the Cart. <laughs> and, I and love you- that. And you think that this is the griffin from that story, and it's meant to, like, wrap its arms around the book. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Caleb separated them. Okay. There's also a stuffy of Grung and Bullywug. <laughs> uh, Do they have Velcro hands? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I make them hold hands. Yes. Oh! Because they're friends. There's also, like, uh, there's just assorted stuffies, you know? Uh... There's probably even, like, a Beholder one that's somehow still kind of cute. Because even though Beholders are ugly, this plushie's kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. There's kind Eloise, of a plushie, plushie Eloise pokes too. the Beholder's eye and it makes a squeaky sound. <laughs> yes! Oh. <laughs> and her eyes sparkle and she's just enamored with this little Beholder. Um, and just, like, assorted other toys. I'll let your mind... Like I'll let your imagination race on what kind of toys could be in there. Um, probably like toy knights instead of toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a dragon chest set in there uh, where all the pieces are like small and plastic instead of a more refined set. You know, just just stuff like that. There's a dice set in there. Um, Caleb just looks at all of you and is just like, yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> If you ever want to play with those on our downtime, <laughs> if any of those are interesting to... Oh, God. <laughs> Carl um, goes over to the chest and picks up the d20, and he rolled it. And it's a 10. <laughs> and he's like, huh, this probably doesn't mean anything within the realm of this universe. <laughs> <laughs> How astute of you, Carl. I want to assume that um, Caleb's previous oh god was because Eloise is now insistently uh, poking the beholder's eye and it keeps squeaking and at some point Caleb just like casually tries to just take it from her. Oh no, now Caleb's full like focus is putting the toys back in the chest. Well in that case she's just loudly squeaking in the background. <laughs> I love is that. Does Man- Manolo have any other toys? Uh, no, he's just, he's just kind of there, like, kind of waiting, like, when this is going to start. I'll, I'll sweeten the deal for Manolo a little bit. There's a plastic gun. There's like a little, like a little Nerf gun. There's a little plastic gun? There's like a little I'm too cool of a kid for toys. Oh my god, is that a toy gun? <laughs> is that a toy gun? He takes it. He's like, I mean, it's not a real gun, but you know, it's, he shoots it. Are it's you facing like, gun withdrawals? Are you shooting it at something or someone, Manolo? Um, what is the thing that um that Eloise is holding? 
the plushy beholder. Okay, yeah, he shoots that like right in the eye, like, and he just okay, okay. Roll a d twenty. Roll a d twenty. Oh man, I'm gonna oh, roll. Uh, gonna roll the hit on with his toy guns with his foam dart. Oh man, I hope this works. Please, please. It's an eighteen. <sighs> yeah, you just like this, fo- Eloise, as you're squeaking the beholder. This like foam and velcro dart just right into its eye. <laughs> It lets out a really loud squeak, and Eloise kind of jumps <laughs> and drops it on accident. And on dropping it, just like <laughs> like a half squeak. And then he just says, "It's on you." Caleb looks at his watch. Actually, it's eleven thirty. It's just Caleb don't ruin the moment. <laughs> Eloise kind of absentmindedly is talking to herself again. She's like, "How hard are these bullets? Should these be for children?" How hard are these bullets? <laughs> Caleb just like also notices there's a cowboy hat. And so oh no. And just like, oh my God. like kind of like comedically flops it on Manolo. Oh yeah. Red. Eloise silently locks over to Manila and just kind of stares at him for a second before slowly taking the cowboy hat off him, taking off her hat, replacing their hats. <laughs> and he then she like- just she just kind of she just kind of looks up at the brim of the hat and she's like, Oh, I can actually see with this one on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Carl, you just see your two friends switch hats. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And also, you have this. I think you you took one of the things, right? Uh, yeah. I have. I guess I have the rest of the dice too, and I'm just sort of like absentmindedly rolling them. The click black noise. Mm-hmm. You're just. I imagine they're more like Monopoly dice, but there was a D twenty in there for some reason. Oh yeah. And it, like, it's fantasy it, Monopoly. It has um, it has D twenties instead of uh D sixes. I love that. <laughs> I'm moving 15 spaces. I now control the Feywild. Fuck you. (laughs) Fantasy Monopoly and all the dice are like cheap plastic dice and then the D20 is the sleek metal die. (laughs) There's a a card game uh, in there too with like numbered cards with different colors and like as one of you goes to pick it up Kaelin goes, no, don't touch that! Many a friendship has been ended over that game. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is it, is it, is it what I think it is? It's Fetsi Uno, yes. Yes! <laughs> Manila takes those, like, alright, losers, who wants to play? Caleb looks at his watch, looks at his, like, now, like, discarded book of notes, you know, and just goes, mm-hmm. ah, fuck it. Eloise, <laughs> <laughs> like, looks at the cards, looks up at Manila, looks down at the cards again, and she says, I trusted you with my hat. Why do you want to break our friendship? <laughs> she just sounds really over. She sounds really overly sad about a card game. Oh uh, no, he feels he feels like kind of like oh no, like I hurt this person's feelings. So he's like, uh, don't worry, like we'll still be friends after this. It's, it's just a game. Oh, okay. And then she just grabs a card and like sits down randomly without having any idea how the game works. D. So maybe uh, time skip a little bit of you guys playing with cards and probably some mm-hmm. fantasy monopoly because Caleb has officially given up. <laughs> 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 Poor Caleb. And it, 
and it's the first day, so screw this. <laughs> so uh, we're going to cut. The camera cuts outside a little bit as we see approaching the school uh, some unwanted intruders. Uh, three blue kobolds just start, like, creeping up, you know? And mm-hmm. behind them are three, three humanoids, a half-elf, a dwarf, and a human. And they all have bandit, like, attire. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that also <clears throat> denotes the three humans is they have little, little pins. And the pins look like this. I'll put it in the chat. It's like a beige and black pin that has a white snake with wings on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. It's a wyvern. Um, and as the three of them like kind of meander closer, you hear the human, well, the human says to the dwarf in half-elf, like, I want you to just circle the place. See if you, if you can see anything valuable. This is a school for magicians. We could sell those. We could sell wands and anything like that. The two nod, the kobolds look at the Look at the human. He goes, I, you, t- you three dig underneath, too. You guys are pack animals. You guys can do that. The kobolds look at each other a little offended at being called pack animals, but start digging anyway. Uh, <laughs> the scene cuts now to you guys playing Fantasy Uno. Um, I think Manolo, being the one who suggested it, probably knows the game most. So, Manolo, um. you're about to reverse card your good friend Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he does it like um like in one of those animes like a betrayal thing like he just says reverse and like <laughs> he does this whole like anime, like pose. <laughs> and Carl had two he had two cards left so uh, when it skipped Carl's turn like from reversing he just like goes in complete shock he didn't know you could do that in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Eloise is patiently watching them with thirty cards in her hand. Oh, baby. Damn. And as you guys are just sitting there playing, you, like, Calum's ears perk up at the sound of, like, digging, you know? And he goes, Mm -hmm. hey, 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 shh, 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 And I need you all to roll investigation. What do I... I know. That is... After being shushed, Eloise starts to hear it, too, and her whole demeanor changes a little bit. She gets a little more serious, and she slowly puts the cards down. Okay, so everyone make d20 rolls and add your, um, I think it's intelligence. If I remember. Oh, intelligence? Did you say intelligence? Uh, investigation is either intelligence or wisdom, and I need to remember which. Uh, investigation uh, is... It's intelligence. intelligence. Yeah, Because yeah. I don't have a wisdom modifier. Yes, it is intelligence, actually. Investigation is an intelligence. Okay, I, um, I rolled a 12 I in total. Rolled... Okay, cool. I rolled total, a total it's 17. Alrighty, and so it's 12, 11, and 17? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Manolo and Carl, you guys think you hear something, you know? <clears throat> and you're kind of like listening for it, but Eloise, you do hear it distinctly. And more importantly, you hear footsteps from the sides of the building. <laughs> But that, that was Eloise specifically with that high of a roll. What do you guys do? Gotcha. Um, Eloise, uh, hmm. Eloise wants to cast a message to Calum. Okay. You kind of flip uh, around the Calum's direction and you do that. 
basically to, uh, without alerting the people outside, ask him, what should we do? Caleb, like, looks out the window, and I imagine, like, that cartoony scene where the three just, like, kind of barrel into him and look out the window, too. (laughs) (laughs) Eloise does it a little quietly, but yes, she does also kind of bound up. So the three of you are staring out the window on the the west side of it, right by the bookshelf, and you see a dwarven man in black robes and that pin, and he kind of is just like scanning the place. He doesn't really look out the window, but you can tell he's like looking around. Manolo specifically, I think only Manolo would know this because background and stuff. I'd like you to roll history, which is a d20 plus your wisdom. <laughs> no, sorry, history is also intelligence. My bad. It's intelligence? Yeah. Oh. Hold on. Let me see if it makes a difference if I add my intelligence. Oh, wait. No, no, it doesn't. In total, it's a, it's a four. Oof. Yeah, it's like, fuck. Um, you just think it's like, you notice the pin? And you, like, point out the pin, but you don't know why. You just think it's really weird. Uh, Carl and... <clears throat> Carl and Eloise, I'd also allow you to roll history, but it's going to be a bit harder for you two to know this. But okay, might... I'll roll it. <clears throat> yeah, you All might right, know I'll... just some cultural, you know. From I being rolled in... four. Okay. So we're rolling for history. Yes. D20 plus your intelligence. That's a nine. Oh boy, all of you guys. Um, <laughs> I rolled a three. All of you guys just don't really know. Uh, let me roll for Caleb because maybe he can explain. Oh God, Caleb, <laughs> please. It's it's sufficient. It makes a fifteen. Um, he looks to all of you, sees the pin. And just like pulls your heads to the floor and just goes, Quiet. That that guy's a member of the Zentarum. They're a they're a criminal organization. They're a group of they're a spy network. I don't know what they're doing here though. Um Manolo but, whispers to Caleb like, What would it be safe if I were to get my gun? Like, can I reach for it? But does it even hurt them? <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm starting to think it was a bad idea to let it make him put all of the guns away. Yeah, why would you let me do that? Maybe he should have kept, like, one. Maybe, Maybe the one in his boot. Should I, like, distract them so he can go get the guns? Caleb looks that sounds like a terrible idea. Let's do it. Caleb okay. uh, actually, like, takes a moment. Okay, cool. Here's what he says. <clears throat> I think we have a little bit of time before they make it in here. I don't really know why they're here either, though. They're, they're probably not very good members of the Zentarum if they're showing a pin showing that they're part of the Zentarum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Why would you wear a pin for a crime organization? And why would they get into a lot of trouble? I don't think they're very bright. <laughs> Doesn't that get you into a lot of trouble? It probably will. Or... I mean, she yeah. starts kind of mumbling to herself about how they don't seem very intelligent. But they have a little bit of time. I think we can maybe set this up. 
he looks at you all and just goes, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And he casts Ray of Frost on the door. And he goes, that's going to buy us a little bit of time. We have some time to set up this place and make it thief-proof. So, he looks at all the toys, all the, like, all the books and stuff around, just goes like, this could work. This is the part of the story where you get to home alone some people. Nice. Oh man. So you have all the contents of the toy box, the beanbag chairs, the desks, anything you'd think would be in a classroom to just mess with some thieves. And your magic. And all the spells you have available to you. Um, what's hmm. it called? Manola goes to Kayla and like, do you want them dead or you want them wounded? <laughs> Preferably wounded. She sounds a little afraid. We are. They are. He looks at Manolo and just goes like, "If the Zentarum has any interest in Timshel, then maybe it's best to get any information we can out of them." I think Eloise is onto something here. Ugh, you guys are too soft. All right. You can't mm-hmm. just go around killing people. Maybe you can, but you can't. Well, maybe you can, but law and stuff. You can also have your own. (laughs) Be gay, do crimes. (laughs) So he starts loading up the guns, but like with like little like um, plastic pellets. I I want to believe you're like. I want to believe you've like dumped the bullets into the cubby and instead are loading it with the fucking nerf darts. Yes! I love that. I love that. Honestly, I can't think of any good traps, so I kind of just want Eloise to go wait by a window prepared to just burn anyone who comes in. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try to do, um, I'm gonna try to cast a minor illusion of, like, what's the biggest size spider I can make? <laughs> do, like, the tarantula oh thing. Goodness. Can I do that out the window? Uh, you want to, like, make an illusory spider with minor illusion? Yeah. You probably can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you cast minor illusion, and I'm gonna have to roll... Insight? Spell save C. Um, investigation. Okay. I'm gonna roll for the thief to see if they're afraid. Okay. He rolled 13. So, your spell save is your intelligence plus your proficiency. No, in your case, your charisma. Charisma plus proficiency plus 8. Wait, charisma plus proficiency? Well, your charisma charisma bonus, which is probably like plus 13. Okay, so it met. So, just barely, he sees the spider and just goes like, whoa. Like, I think what happens is you cast the spider right on top of him, so he's mm-hmm. scared for a second, but the spider, like, goes right through him, and he's just like, what? Um, <laughs> so he's not scared, he's just confused. Oh, okay. What? Eloise, what? Eloise seems to um, perk up with an idea, and she casts her own minor illusion, but this time... Um, near one of the windows, she kind of makes it look like there's some guard dog-type wolf um, sitting, watching them through the window, with minor illusion. 
Okay. So you're doing this to like the other window on the other side of the room? Yes. The not spider's window? Okay, so I'm yes. gonna roll investigation again. Pah! They got a four. They see the they see the thing in the window and the guy just like like does the cronk thing where like they put their body up against the wall. Um, Is Caleb it possible sees... to make it crawl slightly? I'm not entirely sure, but for for fun, let's say yeah. So he's like, do you hear? Actually, what probably happens is Eloise does a little growl sound. Yeah, she goes, grrr. <laughs> but because they rolled a four, they're just like, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, the Calum just starts like grabbing some of the jacks and putting them like right by the door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't forget the fantasy Legos. Fantasy Legos. Um, he also like gives each of you guys a bouncy ball. Oh, nice. And just, what, what color is mine? Carl's is probably blue. Cool. And uh, he hands one uh, uh, a red one to uh, Eloise. And he looks at Manolo and just goes like, get a baseball bat in the chest if you want it. I'll have that. And he takes the baseball bat. And he also probably gives you the baseball. Oh, right, <laughs> right. The baseball. Forgot about it. Caleb also yeah, I totally like, wasn't him. going to like murder these people <laughs> mercilessly with a toy baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, one of the, like, it's, like a, it's like the yellow plastic wiffle ball bat and the white little old wiffle ball. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. That is so <laughs> not threatening and I love it. <laughs> like this is this is so humiliating. Take what you I can guess. get. I, I guess. And you have grateful. You also have his forehead. <laughs> you also have a nerf gun on your on your hip, Manolo. Oh. <laughs> oh Wait, God. is it a nerf gun or a real gun with nerf darts? Yes, I think he has both. He like <laughs> took his real gun. Yeah, he's dual wielding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be like those cowboys and just draw. <laughs> Caleb, in his final little trick, drops one of the desks, um, like in the way, you know, just you know, just to be in the way. And he goes, "If they, if things get real, you maybe try and like knock one over on one of the feet. That could hurt." Mm-hmm. Eloise also, like, looks at uh, Magnolia when he cocks his fake guns and quietly tries to imitate him from earlier. It's high noon. <laughs> he lets out like a little chuckle, like that's pretty cool. No, <laughs> oh. Eloise is the hype man, and Caleb is probably. If Eloise and like Manolo are staying on one side, Carl and Caleb are probably on the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Caleb looks to Carl and just goes like, "What a hell of a first day, huh?" Oh, well, it was... we don't use those words in my house. <laughs> it was interesting. Not bad Thanks. though. Well, that's good. Well, no, I was like, let's fuck some shit up. Oh, well, I guess we we'll call those words in. Aw, stop using <laughs> that language. You're going to make Carl upset. I, I'm not upset. I'm just uh, I, I'm not upset. You sound upset. 
Well, mm. Are you uh, sure he, you're not upset? Give me one second. He takes the fantasy Uno cards, um, and he says, in case I need these later. Oh. <laughs> He's so cute. I love it. Eloise ta- just takes one single card, and it ends up being a reverse card, and she pockets it. <laughs> uh, give me one second, and I'll be right back. Just literally two seconds. Okay. Things are starting to cut out, so I have to hop back on. Anyway. Oh, okay, great. Continuing on. Uh, as you- continuing on. You guys all just kind of form up by the door. And cutting back outside, the dwarf, who seems like a little in a state of existential dread for just having like a spider phase through them. And the half elf <laughs> and the half elf who's absolutely spooked by the, the thing in the window. The human man <laughs> sees this and just like slaps one of the human up to the half elf upside the head just like fucking go over by the door. He looks at the kobolds, you can stop digging now. We found a way through the door. The kobolds all kind of growl at him. Uh the dwarf just goes, uh, "Sorry, Vicpin, I didn't mean to. Didn't mean to slow you down. Just what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and now they're the, using bad language too. The human like puts the puts two little like things inside the the lock of the door. Just like when he, you can hear like the door opening from your side. He's just like, "Fucking frozen shut! What the, what the hell?" <laughs> Looks at the kobolds. Do something about it. The kobolds just start scratching at the ice. It's like, whatever. And kind of pushes the door a bit. And he, like, the door swings just a little touch open. Um, Can I cast Mage Hand and just lock it again? <laughs> oh my god, yes. So as he touches <laughs> open the door... Wait a second, I know what happens. The door swings open. Carl, you cast Mage Hand. The door, like, the mage hand just fucking pushes the door into the human face. <laughs> and I'm going to make an attack roll. So roll a d20 and... Wait, an add... attack roll? Yeah, just roll a d20 and add... Uh... You're attacking them with the door. With the door. <laughs> just roll a d20 and add your, I guess, dexterity. Makes sense, because you're using Dexterity. Uh, okay, so that's a 14. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. About that time, folks. I'm gonna gonna whip open the monster manual, flip all the way to the back for the NPC stat blocks, and let's see how this goes. Bandit, fourteen. That does hit. So now roll me a D8 for door damage. D8 for door damage. Do I add anything to it? Door damage is the best yep. damage. <laughs> Do I add anything? Um. I guess just your your decks again. Oh, so that's an eight. Oof. <laughs> this this half elf just like who was opening the door just gets sent flying back, and he's already like bleeding a bit. Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and um, the two other like the human and dwarf look at him just like the fuck, Dan Dak. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the dwarf just goes like, I had enough of this. Takes his uh, takes his scimitar and just like starts like hitting the door with the blunt end of it, and the door swings open, and pouring in. Uh, actually, first of all, roll stealth, everybody. Um, okay. 
Can I instead of rolling <laughs> instead of rolling stealth, can I have you? Uh, Eloise scream out, "Get out!" and like just shoot a fireball at all of them. You can. Uh, I'm gonna say that switches things from stealth to initiative. Uh, is a stealth a D20? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, Eloise, so I rolled roll a twenty-one. Cardinal, you are an unseen shadow of the night, as is Caleb. Manolo, are you gonna try and stealth, or are you gonna like face this head on? Yeah, um, I got an eighteen. Okay, so you're for stealth, or yeah, for stealth. Okay, so yeah, you guys are hidden, but Eloise is uh, shouting, "Get out!" and throws a fireball. In pure panic, she just straight up attacks. Okay, uh, roll a, d roll a d20 and add your spell attack bonus. Okay. That was a natural 20. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so who are you hitting? I don't even need to add the bonus. Uh, who are you hitting? There's uh, three kobolds. Whoever... Whoever just, like, opened the door, I think it was the dwarf, okay. uh, he's going to be hit. Okay, so, uh, roll- Firebolt is a d10, but since it's a crit, roll 2d10s. 2d10s? Oh my god. <laughs> Pure anger. That is... 10. Okay. Uh, the dwarf- <laughs> is shot back with his fire and is also bleeding profusely from that one hit. <laughs> After Eloise does that, she kind of just stares in shock at the door for a second and then looks down at her hands and then looks at the door and then she goes, oh shit. <laughs> Eloise, yes. roll a d20 for initiative. Okay. <laughs> That's a four. Okay, add your dex. Uh, that is now a seven. Okay. Uh, Carl and Manolo, you guys are still hiding, so we'll resolve you guys first. Uh, what are you guys going to do from your hiding spots? Um, I am going to cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter on, I think, maybe the half-elf. Or maybe the human. I th I'm going to cast, uh, is the human there? Can I, like, the range is yeah. 20 feet. Yeah, okay. yeah, the human is, like, in the doorframe. Alright, I'm gonna cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the human. Um, let me roll for that. Hideous Laughter is a saving throw on my end, I think. Oh, okay. If yeah, this let works, me, let me check. I love you, if this works. Oh, let me think of a song. Um, what are some songs- what are some songs kids know on the recorder? Uh... Let's go, Twinkle, 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 Little Star. So long. Okay, yeah. You you played Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. That is perfect for Tasha's hideous laughter. Yeah. Um, what's your spell save, DC? Um, 13. Human got an 8. Oh, wow. So Nice. So cool. what happens is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star starts playing. And just to retcon something, there's like, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you- Boom! The dwarf gets hit by a fucking fireball. And it's so- <laughs> <falling back. laughs> 
and just like th- that together, just and the magic of your hideous laughter makes mm-hmm. this human just fucking fall on his hands and knees and start cr- cracking up. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dwarf and the half elf look at eat themselves like bleeding and not in a good state look at the kobolds and like point their fingers inside and so the three kobolds fucking make it in there uh, oh, no, these poor kobolds um so as these kobolds march in because no one has made it into the door yet <laughs> this hasn't resolved <laughs> so the first kobold steps inside and they're gonna need to make a deck safe for fucking jacks. <laughs> yes! The jacks. I forgot about those. That's a 10. I'm gonna make that a d6 of damage. That is four points of damage on the kobold. This kobold steps <laughs> on the jacks and just screams and just starts like hopping on one foot, the other foot having a jack in it. Um, oh no. Uh, the other two kobolds see this. And are going to try and, like, jump over the jacks. Cobalt <laughs> um, number two is going to take a shot at jumping over the jacks. They actually do that. Cobalt number three rolled a three. So they're going to jump. They're going to jump and land right in the center of the jacks. For the damage. So these two kobolds are now, like, jumping in the jacks. Just like, ah! ah, ah. Oh my gosh. As the one kobold is like, I made it in. I did it. Um, uh, Eloise, being the only one they can actually see right now, just kind of flinches like, ow, that it hurts. <laughs> Manolo, what did you uh, want to do? Uh, she wants to go ahead and shoot um, the kobold that's next to Eloise. The one that made it in? Yeah. Okay, so roll a d20 and add your dex to that. For, are you shooting with your actual gun or with your nerf gun? No, my nerf gun. Your actual gun has nerf bullets, but like, do you want to shoot with like a real looking, a real looking gun, or do you want like to use the plastic orangey one? Uh, the realistic one, but okay. So your real gun looks, at least. Yeah, your real gun looks. <laughs> you fire it, and uh, yeah. So then, in that case, add roll d twenty. Add your dex and your proficiency because this is a weapon you know. I now have to consider nerf dart damage, which hurts <laughs> my soul a little bit. Hold on, my phone's real slow. Um, what do I have to add again? Just your dex and your proficiency, which is plus two. Hold on, my phone's loading for. Your, just add your dex bonus and add two to that. It's a ten. Like, all, all in total. Okay. Let me see how much... If that hits this kobold. I'm so. I'm not entirely sure. Because that is middle of the road. I know kobolds are weak, but... I don't know if they're that weak. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it bounces and it does not hit this kobold, unfortunately. Uh, but you have revealed yourself, Manolo, so you can roll for initiative. Uh, Carl, you are the only one still hidden. What are you going to mm-hmm. do? You have, Caleb gave you one of the bouncy balls. I'm going to throw you the have... bouncy ball at um, one of the kobolds who got um, 
He was like jumping around in the jacks. Okay, so roll a d20, add your... As, as much as this sucks, I know strength isn't your best stat, but uh, mm-hmm. as a bar. But that, that makes sense. You're using it strength? to fucking yeet this ball. Okay, so that's, um, that's a 10. Okay, um... I was gonna say, because they're like jumping around and not noticing you, you could roll with advantage. Oh, okay. I'm going to roll again. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a nat 20. Nice. <laughs> I could wow. roll a nat 20 for... So At least crit. mine was for an actual attack. <laughs> you've crit You've crit on the plastic bouncy ball throw. So, <laughs> I've written the hard ass bouncy ball. ball. Six. So roll 2d6 bouncy ball damage. 2D6 oh my god. Please get 12 damage. It's a nine. Oh, that's so good. You, you smack this kobold in like the brim of the snout with a bouncy ball. Mm-hmm. And like that's enough to daze it because, uh, spoiler alert, it was at one hit point. <laughs> um, <laughs> I throw it non lethally, the- by the way. Oh, I don't think there's a way you can kill someone with a bouncy ball. Uh, you beat it on the brim of this kobold's nose, and, like, it tips over and falls, and its body lands in the box. Oh, no! So, uh, the other kobold sees this, looks over at you, Carl, like, readies a sling, but this ball does bounce. So I'd like you to roll, without advantage this time, mm-hmm. just another d20 roll to see if the ball bounces and whacks the other kobold upside the jaw. Nope, it was a ah. it, What happens instead is, like, it misses, hits the side of the wall, and just starts, like, bouncing on the floor and out the door. Is my maintain still, um, like, is that still a thing? Is it still going on? Uh, let's say yeah. Let's say yeah. I grab the bouncy ball with my mage hand and I like put it under the desk. Okay. <laughs> oh, do I need to roll initiative now? Probably, yeah. Manolo, what did you get? Oh, I got a 15. Okay, that's really good. I Sweet. rolled a 9 for initiative. All you you guys- still did better than me. Well, you guys rocked really good rolls there. Okay. So, um, first up in the order is Manolo. There is two kobolds and outside the door, two bandits who are like nursing their wounds. And one is in hysterics. Um the one that isn't damaged yet, um, I'm gonna go ahead and beat them with the bat. <laughs> like just <laughs> not like not like the kobolds or the bandits. Oh wait. There's wait, like wait, wait. There's two damaged kobolds in the room, and outside are two uh, bandits nursing their wounds and one on the floor laughing. Oh. Uh, no, I'm going for the kobolds. <laughs> okay, so roll a d20 to hit, and just add your, add your strength, because you're rolling to whack. <laughs> Why would you do this to me, Dice? <laughs> oh! <laughs> What did you get? Stellar. Oh, don't you. The power of editing, um, folks. You got an eight? Yeah, no, you whack, you swing the bat, and, it, and the kobold manages to dodge. Uh, Carl, you're up next. Okay, um, 
I'm going to... Where am I right now in the classroom? You are in, like, the east side. The west is where... Sorry, the west side. The east is where um, Manolo and Eloise are. And you're kind of at the corner of the wall. And like, the kobold... near the toy chest? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I... I guess I throw the beholder... Um, wait, is the beholder, like, in the toy chest? I or think... does Eloise still have the beholder? That's Eloise. That's up to Eloise. It's probably still on the floor from when she dropped it. Okay. Um, Alright, so I pick up the beholder, and I... I guess... I'm gonna throw it... I'm gonna try to throw it out the door. Like, as sort of a distraction. Okay. Uh, roll a d20 to do that. That was a 15. So you fling this little plushy beholder outside. And while I'll say, I'll roll for the kobolds, but um, do you think it hits any of the bandits? Mm. I think it like lands at the feet of one of them, um, and then the human's still laughing, so like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Well, please okay, let it land in front, front of the human and have him start laughing harder. Yes, I love that. Let me see something, actually. Mm-hmm. You said you had a 15, yeah? Yeah. Because the dwarf is still right by the door. So if their, H, if their AC is higher than 15, then that's what happens. If it's lower, I'm going to say you get to roll, <laughs> you get to roll D4 plushy damage. Okay. Oh my god. Their AC, their AC is 12. Oh wow. So the force, the force you have thrown this plushy at is enough to... I rolled to a 4. Win. What is Are this? you what kidding is me? I'm not the kidding. Dwarf? I rolled a four on plushy damage. The dwarf, oh, no. like it makes a dwarf, really loud squeak. Yeah, the dwarf at <laughs> just like sees this beholder coming and just goes like what, and just falls over unconscious onto the floor. And the beholder lets out a tiny squeak and lands next to them. The half elf looks at the human and is like, "They're they're creaming us. What do we do?" And the human's just laughing really hard. I think Eloise is snurking a little bit in the background. So that, there, go, there goes bandit number three. Uh, so there's now one bandit who's nursing their wound. The one who's laughing very hard. Uh, and two kobolds. And with that, it is Eloise's turn, who is tied with bandit number one, but they're going to go second. So Eloise, what do you do? You have a bouncy ball um, from Calum, you have uh, your spells, and you have, like, anything else in the classroom. I want Eloise to run out the door slightly so she can see the uh, bandit nursing his wounds and try to hit him upside the forehead with a bouncy ball. Okay, so you do that. You, you manage to, like, not step on the jacks because that gold was laying there. So you step on the kobold instead. <laughs> he lets out a small oof. And that one other kobold is like in the way, so he's gonna get opportunity. So he's gonna try and like fling a rock at you. He rolled a two, so he slings it at the wall. <laughs> you just like <laughs> merrily dodge because of your cowboy well, that's hat. That's not now. very nice. <laughs> and you manage to get right up to the half elf bandit's face. He's just like, hey, who are you? Boom. So roll uh, with dex. Roll an attack roll with your dex there. No, 
It's with strength because you're lobbing it at him. Okay, I want to say if I get a high roll on this, please make it go into his mouth like an apple would go into a pig's. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it. That's a five. It bounces off the side of him and he's like, what the? <laughs> she looks really, like, sternly at him as she throws it. But um, doesn't say anything. <laughs> it is that bandit's turn. So he's gonna, like, look at you. Not really sure what to do. <clears throat> She's gonna, like, try and, like, grab you. So we're gonna see how well that goes. I rolled a one. Oh. So here's Oof. what happens. The ball, the ball bounces in the air, like sky high when it misses, yeah? And the bandit yeah. like, is about to like grab at you, Eloise. And he's like grabbed by your like, grabbed by your long dress. It's about to pull you towards him. And from the sky comes a little red bouncy ball. And because he rolled <laughs> a one, it just beans off the top of his head. So I'd like to roll a d6. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. That's a three. He falls to the floor on couch. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Eloise just looks completely stunned. So it's just like, you see it hit his head, bounce off, and like one of those cartoon wells grow on the top of this half-elf's head. Eloise looks up to the sky and quietly says to herself, God does exist. <laughs> uh, there's only one bandit left laughing his head off and two kobolds inside. Um, the kobolds, uh, one of them is still jumping in the jacks. So we get a roll to see how we do there. 15. So he manages to get out of the jacks. Just like, <sighs> <sighs> you know. Uh, and he's gonna sling a rock at Manolo for trying to shoot him. He rolled a four, so that's fine. Woo! And this other kobold's gonna try and sling a rock at uh, Carl. And he rolled a six, so it's fine. So these two kobolds sling rocks at both sides and probably break a window each time. So, back to the top of the order, Manolo. Alright, I'm gonna... What are left again? There's two kobolds. That's it. Oh, okay. Then I'll try shooting them again. And then I'll fire, and then I'm gonna miss. I will say, as one of the kobolds like gets out of the jacks, she's the one like Jeffrey, no! <laughs> Damn it. I did fire, and I missed. It was a one. <laughs> <laughs> You fire this nerf dart, and it hits Caleb in the back of the head. Oh, shit. Oh, no. And he's, like, trying no. to pull it out of his hair. You know how, like, nerf darts get, he's trying to pull it out of his hair. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, dude, dude. He looks so shocked, he says, I missed. And oh, that no. Oh, he had a popsicle. <laughs> he had a popsicle. I missed. Uh, He's not very Carl, devastated about this. Carl, you're up next. There's two kobolds left. And that was the day that Eloise started believing God and Mel- <laughs> lost his belief. 
Hmm. Um, there's, there's two kobolds left, and they've thrown rocks at you at the. What is um? I just have a question before I do anything. Sure. Uh, what is the wisdom stat of these kobolds? Not great. <laughs> I can't give hmm. you exact numbers, but I can promise you, worse I than mean, the average person. They're kobolds. How long do you live? Eleven days. <laughs> Spurt. Um, I'm going to charm person on the less damaged one. Okay. You do that. Let me make a wisdom save. Yeah. Rolled an eight. Minus two. That is six. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so this kobold looks at you and is just like, "Whoa, hey friend." I'm sorry. <laughs> and the other kobold looks at him and just goes, No! Wait, this is what happened to Richard! <laughs> Richard! <laughs> Richard went off to become a pirate, uh, Ken. Richard went off to become a pirate, John 57th. It's like, Kenneth, what are you his doing? pirate lass. <laughs> Kenneth, what are you doing? I, I, I just feel this inexplicable urge. For this, this dragonborn boy to become my new best friend. Hi, new best friend. I'm Kenneth. Hi, I'm Carl. Whoa, our names both start with K. That's so weird. That's, that's so cool. How did you know that? Because it can also be spelled with a C. I'm, I, I'm just guessing. I'm trying to make connections. Because it I want you start, to be my... It does start with a K. Um, wow, that's so cool. You're, I'm all just right, friend. Um, can I'm you... just trying to make up things. I, I wasn't really sure Carl's usually spelled with a C, but... I wanted to believe it was spelled with a K, because my name starts with a K. It's like fate that we're best friends if our names start with K. And John the 57th looks at, Car- this, looks at Kenneth and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, is it still my turn? That was your action. You still have your movement if you'd like to use it. Okay, um, that was my action. What can I do? I'm going to cast... Can I cast Thunderwave at the human who's laughing on the floor? That is another action spell, so on your next turn you can. Okay. Um, the bonus action spell that you have is Healing Word, but no one's really been damaged. Alright, um, can I... Would it be possible to run up to the human and sort of just bonk him on the head with my recorder? Uh, you can run up to him, but um, okay. I'm going to say that you like hold the recorder up and ready, you know? I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, on your next action, you can actually hit him with it. Okay. Uh, Dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eloise, you're up. The half-elf is unconscious. There's one kobold who seems inexplicably charmed by Carl, and uh, one kobold who's, like, dropped his sling is looking at Kenneth, just like, what the fuck? And one... I'm going to... Uh, Eloise... Uh, misinterprets the situation with the kobold as the one uh, being nice has turned to their side and the other one is trying to in some way harm Carl. Mm-hmm. So Eloise is going to run up to the one she thinks is harming Carl, which is the not charmed one, and mm-hmm. uh, use burning hands. Oof. Okay, what save do I have to next, yeah? Uh, yes. So... Uh, just roll for dex. 13. 15. I got 
A 17. Well, it would be your spell save DC. Oh, uh... That's a 13, then. So it will only take half damage of the burning hands? So that's gonna right. be... Uh, Give me one okay, second. Okay, so I, I roll 3d6 for burning hands. Yeah, okay, so roll 3d6, and when you tell me the number, we'll... But considering this is a kobold... Whew. More than enough. Okay, so I just got... A 17. <laughs> Let's make that an 8. And I'd like you to know that at base, kobolds have uh, 5 HP. <laughs> she was very so, upset. So this, so Eloise casts the spell, fire comes from your hands, and this kobold is team rocketed by the jets of fire outside the building. <laughs> and just like, ah, looks like it's time for Jamba 50. Hey. <laughs> Don't mess with Eloise's friends. Lesson learned. The little ding sound effect happens as he becomes a star, you know? Mm-hmm. Editors, please add that in. Deep. And there's just, uh, there's just one bandit laughing in hysteric still. And uh, <laughs> you're one kobold who is now charmed by you, uh, Carl. And nice. you're going to say you're out. Chats. Hello? Hello? Yeah? Oh, sorry, you were cutting out there a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna check something real quick about time. Oh, okay. Just to see when, when the sh** off. At the end of each turn, damage. You're cutting out again. Okay, hold on. Okay, so, yeah, um... I'm gonna roll one more wisdom saving throw. See oh. if uh, see if it breaks out of the laughter. Okay. I rolled a nine. It's probably it. Um, I think it's thirteen. But, um, I'm gonna double check. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a thirteen. You can. Yeah, the nine would. He's still laughing. Um, okay, great. <laughs> so Caleb sees this opportunity. Uh, and as the guy is just laughing, he sits him on one of the tiny desk chairs <laughs> and uh, uses a stone of far speech. Said a few minutes, two of the town guard, uh, an, a dwarven man and a half orc man, just like mm-hmm. walk up with manacles, get the guy in them, and walk him out. And he's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, Caleb just kind of sighs, looks at the kobold, and looks at Carl, and just goes like, what are we going to do with him? The the charm person spell only lasts an hour. And then Carl says, um, I'll befriend him, so that way it won't even matter. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Roll persuade. You know what? Not on Caleb. You look at uh, Kenneth, the kobold, and Uh he's just like, whoa, okay. What do you do to make Kenneth your real friend? Um, I give, like, I offer the deck of, um, Fantasy Uno cards. He looks at them for a moment and just goes, I've never played before, can you teach me? Yeah, I can teach you how to play. Whoa, okay. 
and he sits down and um after the hour he's still playing Uno because even though I've charm, he's still caught mm-hmm. up in the game and he's looking at all of you and he just goes My name's Kenneth. Uh I'm a kobold. My little nest of kobolds uh was the ones that Prince Calum's friends fought um during the Frost Curse. But we're trying to get better from that sickness now. Uh my friend the guy who's unconscious in the jacks right now was our leader. We were working with those Zentarum guys because they offered us food. But uh <clears throat> this place looks like it has food. So this seems like an absolute win. He kind of like looks over at Calum to see if there is food. And Calum just is like I can bring you some food. Oh that's cool. I've never really lived outside of the nest before, so maybe I could get like a, a shirt <laughs> instead of just like this loincloth. Caleb's like, yeah, I'm sure we can work something out. He looks over to Carl and just goes like, w- would you mind if I like stick around here in class, best friend? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Um, Carl is going to go into like the preschool lost and found um, and get like, I don't know, a shirt that would like a preschooler shirt that would be in the lost and found maybe. That for a kobold, it might be a little, little tight, but definitely at the mm-hmm. right length. Uh, um, in the background of this happening, Eloise just kind of stares at Kenneth for a second before looking at Caleb, Caleb with like a, a kind of disappointed look, and she said, "I thought you said this game breaks friendships, not makes them." Oh. Caleb looks and just goes, "I guess you guys are a special case." And uh, Kenneth maybe Carl kind of- is. Kenneth puts a shirt on, looks at himself, and it's probably, hold on, I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Let me just roll something really fast. It's a, it's a t-shirt that says, like, uh, it says, like, Faerun Book Club, and it looks like it's, like, an all-throughout Faerun thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a t-shirt that has a, there's a... Yeah, there's a stuffed uh there's a stuffed owl bear in there mm-hmm. on on the image. And uh and it just says like reading is a big hoot. Aww. And I love it. And um you would and underneath it it says like in that tiny text licensing for corduroy the owl bear. <laughs> All rights reserved. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and Kenneth looks at the shirt and just goes, Whoa! <laughs> I, I don't... I Meeting... I've never really read a real book before. Caitlin looks at him and just goes, Well, there's some in that bookshelf for a young reading level. He goes, Oh, okay. <clears throat> and he takes out a fairy tale called The Ugly Hippogriff. <laughs> 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 and um, starts reading it, and Caleb just like blinks, looks at the unconscious kobold, and like uses like a levitation spell to push him out <laughs> into the city street, <laughs> out of the classroom. <laughs> he just goes, "You guys can have some lunch for the rest of the day. I'm gonna be sweeping the stuff up." And he starts cleaning, and you guys play Uno together, and that is all for the session but before we go one final thing uh for the remainder of the school year you guys would be together with kenneth um Hmm? so just a quick final question before we close out 
in the weeks and months to come, how how would you guys like develop? Like, what would be your guys like friendly dynamic in class? Hmm. I mean, I just think it's really cool that like these two kids who are older than me like are my friends, and I just think they're so cool. Oh, so you're just like always like ready to hang out with your new friends? Yeah. And Kenneth. And Kenneth, who just adores you. Mm-hmm. Eloise uh, starts to feel less self-conscious about being in this class now that she has people that she gets along with. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl uh, taught her hot cross buns on a recorder. That is a definite. Uh, and Magnilla, she probably just puts her hat on him constantly with no real explanation as to why she does it. <laughs> <laughs> and she um she actually has these kind of sash things on her dress and I like to think that she um took one off and gave it to Kenneth as a scarf. Oh, fancy cobalt lad. Um, um for Manolo, he um he's a bit of a loner like he doesn't like getting comfortable with people like not making too much friends but He'll make an ex- an exception for these two. Like in the inside, Aww. he just he wants friends. <laughs> so you three would remain in Caleb's tutelage, and the rest of the days, probably by the by the end of the first week, he's much more comfortable with people at this age, and not you know, little little kids. The little kid books are still there, more so for Kenneth. Uh, mm-hmm. now, but all of you guys now have older books. Um, and you actually start learning some spells. And yeah, that is it. Thank you guys for playing along with us. Thank you for DMing for us. Yeah, thank you so much for like inviting me. This was so much fun. And I uh, honestly, when you first invited me, I like got super excited and happy and it was very sweet and I was just very... Like, I was just very happy. And this went so well, and I'm, like, even happier now. And now my face is heating up. Oh. Well, before we we go for the night, um, is there anywhere the the lovely people listening can find you guys? That you want to plug anything last second? Sure. I'm on Instagram at reeftark54, and I'm definitely going to be drawing some of the scenes from this, because... I love this so much. <laughs> Me too. Uh, um, on Instagram, you can find me, and uh, it's uh, intellectual underscore and underscore homosexual. Love uh, that. Very great name. Uh, and uh, I'm on YouTube as Satori. It's S-A-T-0-R-I-I. And Stellar, you've been on the show before, but yes, uh, is there anywhere you know people where can find you? Uh, like, you know where to find me. <laughs> In the dark abyss. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me at um, Luminous Stellar. It is for my Instagram and Twitter. Just going to casually follow you both in the background. <laughs>